The Khaljis, wrongly believed to be Afghans, were actually Turks who had for a long time settled in the region of Afghanistan called Khalij and adopted Afghan manners and customs. The Ghaznavid and Ghorid invasions and Mongol pressure from Central Asia had pushed them into Hindustan. Jalaluddin Khilji Jalaluddin Khilji, the first Khilji ruler, was 70 years old when he took over the throne. He was a simple, peace-loving and a kind person. He allowed the Turkish nobles to keep their posts and pardoned most of his enemies who were fighting for the throne. Jalaluddin's ambitious nephew and son-in-law, Alauddin, helped curb the unrest in the kingdom and also defend the area from the Mongols. The only noteworthy event of Jalaluddin's reign was the raid by Alauddin on Devgiri, Devgir which is modern Daltabad in 1294. After defeating the rulers of Devgiri, he returned to Kara with huge quantities of gold and precious articles. Jalaluddin wished to congratulate his nephew but Alauddin killed him and had his head carried through the provinces on a spearhead for all to see. Alauddin Khilji Alauddin Khilji, the nephew and the son-in-law of Jalaluddin Khilji, came to the throne in 1296 AD after murdering his uncle in cold blood. He was a powerful general, a shrewd administrator and an ambitious monarch. He established the largest empire since Ashoka and extended the boundaries of Muslim empire in India up to the Deccan in the south. The Deccan expeditions brought Alauddin wealth, power and prestige. He did not annex the territories of the Deccan to his empire because it was difficult to control distant provinces of the south. He let these rulers retain their kingdoms when they acknowledged his supremacy and agreed to pay annual tributes. Alauddin sent an expedition to conquer Gujarat. They plundered the state and along with the rich booty, they brought back a slave, Malik Kafur, who later became Alauddin's general. They also brought Kamla, the wife of the king of Gujarat, as captive to the Muslim army to become the wife of Alauddin Khilji. By 1305, Alauddin became the master of the whole of North India. Ujjain, Dhar, Mandu and Chanderi all became a part of his empire. Alauddin's empire extended from Brahmaputra in the east to Arabian Sea in the west and from the Himalayas in the north up to Madurai in the far south. The southern states were in his empire in name only and they had become almost independent towards the last days. His capital was at Delhi. Malik Kafur A Hindu eunuch, Malik Kafur was purchased for 1000 dinars by Nusrat Khan at Kambay, Gujarat. This earned him the nickname Hazar Dinari. The Deccan conquests made Malik Kafur so powerful and wealthy that he became over-ambitious and dreamt of becoming king himself. While trying to dispose of his rifles, he himself was killed. Alauddin's Reforms and Administrations Alauddin set up an efficient system of government. He did not allow the ulemas to interfere in the affairs of the state. Military. He reorganized the army, appointed soldiers directly and paid them handsome salaries in cash. Horses were branded so that they could be easily identified. 
His army consisted of three lakh soldiers. The army was increased to check the frequent Mongol invasions. He got the old forts repaired and built new ones to protect against Mongol invasion. Samana, Dipalpur and Multan were made frontier provinces and strong sardars appointed for the defense of the frontiers. Several workshops and factories were set up for the manufacture of weapons and other war materials. Economic reforms. He controlled the markets and fixed prices for all goods. The prices were not to be disturbed even in times of famine. Farmers could not hoard grains or sell privately. Surplus grain was to be sent to the government granaries. A special department under the charge of Shehnai Mandi supervised the market and checked weights and measures. Transport was developed so that grains from the villages could be brought easily to the capital. Muslim traders were advanced loans from public treasuries to carry on their business. Measures to control revolts. Alauddin identified the following as the main factors that led to the revolts. King's negligence and ignorance. The king's ignorance about the condition of his subjects was the main reason for revolts. Drinking led to convivial gathering where people met and hashed conspiracies. Excess wealth gave power and leisure for evil thoughts and rebellions. Alauddin reduced the power of the nobles took away their extra wealth and forbade them to drink wine, have parties or mix with one another. He had spies to report on them. The Hindus were forced to pay higher rates of land rent and other taxes. This reduced them to a state of poverty. He did not appoint them on high posts. Decline of the Khiljis Alauddin died of fever in 1316 AD. After his death, Malik Kafur tried to become the Sultan of Delhi, but he was killed in this attempt. Alauddin's successors, Shiabuddin Umar, Mubarak and Khusro Khan ruled up to 1320 AD, one after the other. Later successors were weak and incompetent. Chaos and anarchy prevailed in the empire. Ghazi Tughlaq, the governor of the frontier province, murdered Khusro Khan in 1320 AD and came to the throne. He assumed the title of Gayasuddin Tughlaq and became the founder of the Tughlaq dynasty. The Mongol Invasions During Alauddin's reign, the Mongols became a great danger to the empire and he had to devise drastic measures to prevent them from plundering the state. There were several Mongol invasions during the first 12 years of his reign and even Delhi was threatened on more than one occasion. In the reign of Jalaluddin Khalji, a large number of Mongols embraced Islam and settled near Delhi. Alauddin Khilji came to know that new Muslims were trying to hatch a plot against him. He ordered his soldiers to massacre them and taught the Mongols such a severe lesson that they dared not invade India during his reign. At its greatest extent in 13th century, during the reign of Kublai Khan, the Mongol Empire extended from the Pacific Ocean to the Black Sea. The ancient Persian game of polo was adopted by the Mongols because it helped to give their warriors the excellent skills in horsemanship necessary for fighting battles. Shooting backwards from his mount a full gallop 
was a skill that made the Mongol warriors to the stepping unequaled on the battlefields of Asia and Europe. A warrior could bend and sting the bow while on the saddle by putting one end between his foot and the stirrup. He could shoot accurately even at speed, timing the release of the arrow to come between the paces of his horse. If you want to know anything about Indian history, please leave it in the comment box so that I can come back with it. If you have liked the video, please like, share and subscribe. Thank you.